0: Michelle and team, we know the truth. I don't want China to become one of those weird black celebrities who probably shouldn't have social media. In this music video, Kelly perpetrated the same colorism that has affected her career. Hey y'all, I'm Etta Grace and you're listening to Black Girl Talks Pop, where I talk about pop culture and all the hits and messes in between. This episode is the first music haul for 2021, hooray! I listened to and purchased music by Michelle Williams and Kelly Rowland, so I'll talk about those. I also want to take time to discuss some of the recent comments from the former Disney star, viral TikToker, and talented artist China Ann McClain. Speaking of talented women, I also bought some releases by several second-gen K-pop queens as well, one of which I mentioned last episode. To hear all of my thoughts on these topics and more, you'll have to check out the full podcast episode on Patreon. Anything I think you should watch and listen to will be linked in the description below. Let's get into it! This is my music haul! I can't wait to share the music that's newish to me. The music that I've mentioned and purchased will be available in the Spotify playlist that you can find in my link tree in the description below. Michelle Williams has a very unique voice, and I always thought she'd be great in gospel. I remembered that a childhood friend of mine had her first album, so I wanted to go back and listen to it. Overall, I enjoyed it, and I bought most of the songs. I put the songs In different groups that I'll discuss before my final ranking. So first I enjoyed these songs because I feel like something you'd listen to to get centered at the start of your day or maybe after a bad breakup or a disappointing day or whatever. It feels very pre-put your records on. I'm learning that I enjoy neutralizing music, something smooth that calms me down, and these songs provide that as well as a great message. So let's start with the intro, Heart to Yours. This was a very good intro because it sums up the vibe of the whole album. Also, the way she says, My heart to yours and an ad-lib near the end of the song brings a lot of joy to my heart, so definitely recommend this one. There's also the songs Heard A Word and Everything. These are my third and second favorite songs respectively. I enjoyed Heard A Word, but I don't think it should have been the album single. I would have expected Everything or The Sun Will Shine Again. This song is a little slower compared to the rest of the album, but I thought the music video was very sweet and I loved her style. However, these are songs that I'd send to encourage a friend for sure. They're very reassuring without being too upbeat. There's also the song So Glad. I questioned the song at first because I wasn't sure that Mary Mary were used very well. But at the end of the day, it's pretty catchy. And it's cool to see Michelle, well, to hear Michelle harmonize with different voices other than her girl group members. So it's fun. Then there's the sun will shine again, Or actually, Sun Will Shine Again, which is my favorite song of the album. I'm surprised that this song hasn't been on a movie soundtrack because this is the breakup anthem for sure. It's a hit from beginning to end. I love the harmonized chorus and how the other singers were incorporated throughout the song. At the end of the song, instead of the usual pop girl laughter, you can tell that Michelle really believes in the message of the song and was ministered to as she was singing it. Then there's the song Change the World, which it almost sounds like Michelle is harmonizing with herself or with singers with a very similar tone to her, and I enjoy that. I also like the moments where she harmonizes with the singers. It's a very good reminder of her incredible vocal range. And lastly, there's Heaven, which speaking of Mary Mary, you really can't go wrong with the song about Heaven or titled Heaven, in my opinion. This song felt too short, and I wanted more. It was a really great ending to a nice album. And then there were songs, well, a song that I enjoyed inside of myself. Okay, so there's this song called Better Place, and I really liked this song. Then I was horrified to see that it appears to be dedicated to the victims of 9-11 and their families. So I was a young child when that occurred, but to say that was a life-altering event doesn't even cover it. I can't imagine telling someone who's lost a loved one during that event to listen to this song. On the other hand, Steal Away feels like something that should be played at a funeral. So maybe either that song or You Care For Me could have been the 9-11 song. Maybe being reminded that we will be reunited with loved ones or... Being reminded of God's love at uncertain times is much better than singing, Ain't nobody hurt me, ain't nobody break me, I'm resting in a better place. To people whose loved ones lost their lives in planes that crashed or twin towers that fell, or maybe they were first responders that tried to help other people and ended up losing their lives as well. Better Place feels very dismissive, and I'm surprised there was no criticism of this. Maybe it's a byproduct of like Black people telling each other to stay strong all the time so we don't really create room for people to break down and grieve appropriately, but that's just my theory. Anyway, if you need to know why she had a 9-11 song, the album came out in 2002. Okay, so let's move on to honorable mentions. There's Rock With Me. Now you can interpret this song in one or two ways. It's either that outfit that you know is bad, but you keep accessorizing it to make it work because you want to wear it so badly, or it's that outfit that's nice in theory, but it may not be the right style for you, or you're just not sure how to put it all together. This was the one song that that felt like a departure from Michelle's usual sound, and while I usually appreciate experimentation, it ended up sounding very old-fashioned. The rest of the album is surprisingly modern, for being almost 20 years old, but this song seems like a church choir wanted to incorporate MJ to grab the youth, yo, and it didn't work. I got some awesome God feels for this song as well, so I thought maybe she should have called Kirk for this, because he could have helped her write a better song. Then there's You Care For Me. I like the song a little less than the other songs on the album, but this was black movie magic, so of course I'm buying it. This is like I've got to go back to God to get my life together song. However, I wish the other artists would have gotten solos like Mary Mary did on So Glad. And then there's Gospel Medley. So, I'm off this song, but we have to talk about this. Revelation 23.9 says... I am the queen, Ehi knows my voice. Why does this song just say Michelle Williams when she doesn't sing the lead in this song at all? I wanted to see a live performance to confirm my suspicions that this was just a song from the group, and I found a different medley that I also enjoyed. The end of that medley is the same as this one, but they end up using different songs overall. However, I noticed that Michelle's team has uploaded this album to Michelle's YouTube channel with the comments turned off. Michelle and team, we know the truth. Like was it their concern that that the mere mention of other people's names would distract from Michelle's talent? We just heard her on eight other songs. Also, we're kind of all here because she's Michelle of Destiny's Child. There's 12 songs on this album. If you didn't want to give anyone else credit, you also didn't have to include the song. It's just weird. Now, there are other times where there have been valid concerns about Michelle being outshined for a reason, but this was not the time. Can we talk about Michelle's cover featuring Beyonce and Kelly Rowland of say yes at the gospel music awards there's vibing to a song and then there's whatever miss carter was doing i know she listens to gospel at home and that delights me if you've grown up with gospel there's a certain way that it affects you like no other genre of music there's a way that god uses it to bring up anything you were trying to suppress and you have no choice but to work it out in the throne room i feel like fiance was enjoying the song but also breaking some chains up there okay well, I love that she was finding freedom, she was taking some attention away from Michelle, and Kelly was like, what is going on over there? Ma'am, can you get it together? I was thinking that Beyonce was about to speak in tongues. She was that into it. By the way, I love Kelly's hair in the music video. She can't rock a bad hairstyle. Let's move on to the final ranking. Is this a hit or a miss? Is this a hit or miss? Even though my mind wasn't blown by the album, And I would need to listen to the first 10 seconds to remember some of the songs. I enjoyed the listening experience and I had opinions about the album in general. I would rate the album 10 out of 10 scented candles, but we have to blow some out. I blow out a candle for Better Place because I already said why. So I would have taken it off the album. Then I'd blow out a candle for Rock With Me because it's just not a good song. And then I did out a candle for the collaborations. I enjoyed them. They weren't as strong as I thought they'd be, especially with the fact that she collaborated with Gospel heavyweights, She either underutilized people or just didn't give other people their credit. The best collaboration was definitely Steal Away. I feel like Michelle really brought it vocally. I think she could have debuted with 10 strong songs on this album. But whatever, in spite of my expectations, I give this album 7.5 out of 10 scented candles. I'm not surprised that the album peaked at number one on the Gospel Albums chart. It's Michelle Williams, and it's good. Unfortunately, it didn't do as well as the Billboard 200, and community, like, we have to talk about this. We keep saying that we want to uplift Black women with different looks and with a different sound, and we complain about ever, you know black women artists in the mainstream being so sexual, but do our playlists and our purchases really reflect what we're tweeting? Are we supporting black women's artistry at all? Or are we just using one set of black women's artistry to put down another's? Just some food for thought. By the way, for the song Say Yes, I really hope Michelle's team really tried to find and pay the original African artist who might be Nigerian since my country claims the song. Shout out to Nigerian listeners and or their estate because I don't see any non-Western artists credited on the song on Spotify or YouTube. It's really disappointing when Black artists from the West take work from Africa and think that they can underpay or not credit Africans for their work. For any Black person from the West that has been inspired by content created by Africans, make sure you pay and credit them as you would for any other artist. Don't allow xenophobia or your privilege as someone with access to lawyers to make you think that you can steal work from the continent like non-Black people did and still do. I know that all sin is sin, but for me, there's an extra layer of wrong that is placed on someone who would not appropriately credit and pay the original artist of a gospel song. You can't claim to serve the God that you can't see in spirit and in truth, but mistreat people that you can see. How you treat others is a reflection of God. And if the intention is to bring the attention back to him, it'll be an act of praise and worship to him to be kind to others and treat them fairly. So know better and do better. Last summer, Kelly Rowland released an EP called Flowers after a break from the music scene. You know how much I enjoyed seeing her on screen last Christmas, so I was looking forward to supporting her music. However, I was disappointed when I realized that the love that I and many dark skinned black women have for Kelly Rowland was not reciprocated or at least prioritized on this project. I've realized that black men are to black women progressives as quote unquote hardworking Americans are to centrist Democrats an object of obsession, even though the feeling is rarely mutual. Black women progressives are obsessed with black men, particularly the black male form, and I didn't realize how strong this one-way bond was until I watched the music videos for this EP. The trend starts with the only song I bought. Flabbers is the intro of the album and I hate that because it's the most memorable song for me. Kelly looks great in all of the outfits, my personal favorite is the red look. But I thought it was weird that a black male dancer would have a lead role in a song that talks about her relationship with her late mother. Rest in peace. I'm pretty sure that a woman could have captured the same charisma, a word that we often associate with men, by the way. And it would have added a different element to the song given its meaning of honoring people while they're alive, particularly a mother figure. I've seen a lot of talk in the Black wellness-slash-therapy space about the mother wound, which is very unique for Black daughters as generational trauma can be passed on to us for so many reasons. So I think seeing a Black woman portrayed as a spiritual figure in conversation with and separate from Kelly would have opened up an interesting conversation, so I felt that the casting was a missed opportunity. The rest of the songs are honorable mentions. And after seeing the music video for one of the songs, I wanted to skip this album entirely, but I decided to stick with flowers for the beginning sound alone. My favorite movie of all time is Lion King, so I'm a sucker for songs that have epic endings and or beginnings, and we all know that the circle of life has both. Back to Kelly, I tease this enough. The song that requires the most conversation is Black Magic. I was tired of black magic the moment I saw the title, because I don't think that black people should have to be mystical creatures to receive natural rights like the right to live free of fear and hatred. However, I did like that it was talking about the wonder of black love instead of appealing to white people, so I enjoyed it more than I expected. The New Orleans vibe makes it a good wedding reception song, and it's a cute little groove that I could see in a best man type of movie. However, I made the mistake of accepting the joy that was flowing in my heart as I listened to the song. I let that wave of happiness carry me towards a music video, and I was quickly disappointed. Then I got tired of it again. Kelly sings about the beauty and joy of blackness, but which black people is she talking about? Last summer, conversations about defending and protecting black women and colorism were intersecting and becoming mainstream. So I was very surprised about the lack of dark-skinned black women in the Black Magic music video. There were no dark-skinned black women in any of the couples featured. Even Kelly didn't get a moment with her own husband. The dark-skinned black women I saw were in groups and didn't get a close-up, or they were behind a lighter-skinned woman. Meanwhile, we saw a brown-skinned black male dancer who looked like he missed the casting hall for Mad Max, a light-skinned ballerina, and a montage of random dark-skinned black men. Kelly is a dark-skinned Black woman who has been a victim of colorism herself, so it was very disappointing that she did not make the effort to celebrate the dark-skinned Black women that have seen themselves reflected in her and have supported her. Instead, she chooses to send her the same people that have been gatekeeping the Black entertainment industry and have repeatedly ignored and dismissed her, and now she's releasing music independently. Like those men, she used dark-skinned Black women to build her career like those men when she got some power, she didn't prioritize dark-skinned black women either. Dear dark-skinned black women in Hollywood, your existence is not enough representation. What you do with your existence is the progress. In this music video, Kelly perpetrated the same colorism that has affected her career. All the couples she featured were either not dark-skinned or in the heterosexual couples, the woman was significantly lighter than the man. When we have discussions about colorism in the music industry, we often hear that the solution is to give dark-skinned, monoracially black women the same energy as we do to their biracial or less melanated contemporaries. We do this in the hope that we can wipe centuries of wrongdoing, but we also have this idea that they recognize the discrimination that they face and are equally interested in supporting and uplifting other dark-skinned black women as well. We hope that when they are given opportunities, they will use their platform to provide chances for other dark-skinned black women to rise. However, that's not always the case. I have thought Kelly would want to show dark-skinned black women being loved and cherished. In a summer in which dark-skinned black women were being given platforms to share their stories and have a larger audience take interest in their work, I thought Kelly would want to express the joy and beauty of dark-skinned black woman in a way that was much more personal and vibrant than the delivery of her music video coffee. However, when it was time to celebrate black magic, dark-skinned black women were not the guest of honor. Musically I did appreciate that every song has a completely different sound on the EP. I don't need a cohesive album or EP, so I was perfectly fine that I didn't get one. I wish that she had done a music video for Crazy instead of Hitman because I would have loved to see Kelly in a 70s inspired music video or rollerskating skating next to some dark-skinned black skater girls. I'm surprised that Kiki Palmer, Victoria Monet, and Kelly Rowland were some of the few artists that leaned into the disco sound last summer, especially with the rise of black skater girls on Instagram. It would have been nice if those worlds had collided more. That whole era was full of missed opportunities because a few skaters I was following would always share what music they were listening to, but I discussed that in my review of Kiki Palmer's album. Overall, I would give this EP a 6 out of 10 flowers. It's good, but most of the songs weren't strong enough to be singles, in my opinion, and I have to admit that a few petals fell after seeing the Black Magic music video. As I mentioned in the first episode, if you're being problematic, your song should at least be a hit. The album overall was a miss for me, but if you're looking for monochromatic looks, check out the MV for Flowers. Sometimes I question my musical taste. As someone whose musical sensibilities were informed by Yahoo Music and Disney Channel, I've seen the artists I like being ridiculed dismissed as teen girl pop, or even labeled a guilty pleasure, because anything young women like cannot possibly be critically acclaimed by grown men in public. However, I've stood my ground, and for my 25th birthday that just occurred, Taurus Baby you I decided to follow my gut and revisit the debut EP, 25, from Secret's very own Song June. I remember enjoying this EP, but I was a terrible secret time and did not buy it. I'm trying to be better, okay? When I heard the intro song, Janice, I said, yes, I know what I want, and I can have what I want. As for me, in my house, we will listen to music that sounds like 2000s pop, like it's non-negotiable at this point. When I heard the song 25, I loved it again. Everything about it is so effortless and feminine, and June looks so good. In the MV. I loved her haircut and all of her outfits. It really is the perfect song for her. It still has the sexiness of secret, but she ain't always kept it classy, so I'm glad that TS Entertainment had her well gave her a song that she was more comfortable with. TS Entertainment is still garbage, but they seem to understand that if you give a talented person a concept within their wheelhouse, they just might execute it well. Isn't that crazy? And we've got to discuss the lgbtqia plus song called don't look at me like that many have interpreted this song as a queer community talking to people who would treat them like their love is different from anyone else's and the music video echoes this we see gm being treated like a circus freak and people buying her at an auction which could be triggering for people so viewer discretion advised Artists in K-pop would not release this song today, so I applaud you for not only singing the song, but also releasing it as a single with an MB and live performances. I really applaud her for that, kudos to her. Now here's where I lose interest musically, so LeBoom had promise. But it got ruined by the edm breakdown i love a song that could have been used as background music for like a sexy heist movie and that's what this song gave me until that breakdown happened it doesn't fit with the rest of the song at all but fortunately it only lasts about 15 seconds and it could have been worse i love the really cute ending by the way all the members of secret have this approachable cuteness that's so effortless, and I love how they can just go from cute to sexy to elegant without having to make it part of their concept. Unfortunately, this really fun, bubbly, pop EP ends up with this slow song called Star that's kind of a bummer, musically anyway, Then I guess it can be a cute, slow dance song, I guess. I'm partial to pop songs that heavily feature guitars, and Jean's vocal performance in this is excellent, so it's fine. There's five songs in this EP if we include the intro. I enjoyed 3.75 of them and bought three of these songs. So I give this EP 7 out of 10 baby doll dresses. She was giving us park bomb realness this era with the bangs and the outfits and I appreciated that. Let's talk about these enemies of progress that block the path towards Black liberation. I'd like to start this discussion with a disclaimer. Any Christian content I do is for us Black women who are Christians to talk amongst ourselves. However, everyone is welcome to respectfully engage with this subject. Please remember that this is just my opinion and anything I say about China are just my theories because I don't know her or any of her family members. A lot of people who have talked about China are either not fully familiar with her work or they aren't Christians, so I wanted to provide my perspective as a Christian who's actually followed most of her career on and off the internet. One additional enemy of progress I'd like to discuss is misinterpreting someone's content. From what I've seen, China's explicit discussions about God started with the Instagram videos. I'm pretty sure it was painful for China to make the decision to leave Black Lightning, and the Christian community and the Black community do not allow anyone, especially women, to fully process their pain in peace. The Christians say, let God use it, sister, he'll transform it into something beautiful. It's a testimony. Then you have black people saying, wipe those tears, girl, you're a strong black woman. Don't let them see you down. Don't let them see you break. Saints, if you have access to Malone time and or therapy, please use those tools to fully process your pain. I'm sure there's a lot of black women like China that have tried to help people from a place of brokenness. If you haven't given God your brokenness and received healing for you and you only, first and foremost, you're just passing trauma around. You're not helping anybody. The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You're not loving anybody if you're giving from a place of exhaustion, resentment, bitterness, or false expectations. Take a break to sit down to spend some time with yourself to take care and nurture yourself. And listen to the people who tell you to do so because they're saying this out of love for you. Saying no to others is an act of love for yourself. Some of y'all think that your service to others is what connects you to God, but you're doing what you think God wants you to do, not what he actually put on your heart. So I strongly encourage all of us to take time to sit with God and wait for peace and joy from him before moving forward with things like this. Anyway, until everyone has time and access to therapy, I'm calling on my brethren in the black Christian community to start seeing these long Instagram videos as the cries for help that they most likely are. We need to start saying, hey, honey, I saw that video. Are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? All of it offline. Instead of offering thoughts, prayers or advice or worse, demanding more content, let's provide an open heart and a listening ear away from the timeline, out of the DMs. We made the mistake of seeing China's videos as a call to action to support China or a freedom cry or something, but it might have just been her way to express her pain. Instead of us saying, Take your time, girl, we'll be here for you when you come back, we were like, Yes, China, say it, girl, we want more of this girl, we want more from you. When we should have encouraged her to take a step back, really process what happened before, during, or after her time in Hollywood get some healing, and come back and pour into the lives of others from a healed, filled, and reflective place. That way, the online activity would add to her brand, not detract from it. I don't want China to become one of those weird black celebrities who probably shouldn't have social media. At this rate, I'm really worried that we'll be seeing some weird tweets at 3 a.m. What I want is for China to have a fulfilling career, and I believe that she can do so and still live a life of faith. But in my opinion, this is not the way. I was inspired by Desiree Sickfree's podcast, Heart of Purpose, to pray at the end of each episode. If you're not a Christian, I don't intend to offend, so please feel free to skip this part. Lord, I thank you for this time that I get to spend with the listeners today. I pray that you will use this platform to give someone whatever they need at this time, whether it's a different perspective, a trip down memory lane, or a temporary break from their everyday routine. I pray you will open our hearts to listen to the friends and family around us when they say that it's time to slow down. In our efforts to treat others with kindness and empathy, remind us that we can give our best to others when we first take care of ourselves. Help us to see ourselves as the wonderful, beautiful people that you've made us to be, And lean in when our bodies first tell us to take a break. When it's time to work, help us to trust the talents that you've given us and give us courage to tend to them with faithfulness and excellence so that we can reflect your goodness in all that we do. I thank you for helping me share what I care about with others, and I pray that the listeners will feel inspired and motivated to do the same in their own special way. Surround us with peace, crown us with wisdom, and help us reflect your love. For anyone listening out there, I pray that the Lord will bless and keep you. I pray that he will make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and i pray that the lord will lift his countenance upon you and give you peace today and always in jesus name i pray amen it's over can this podcast go on forever at the right price i'll consider it check out previous episodes of the podcast if you're on youtube you'll see some on the screen And listen to the rest of this episode on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'll see you there.